open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 1. As you turn there, know that the last I checked, it is still 0 0. But that was at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Proverbs chapter 1, we are continuing our study that Pastor Rick kicked off for us a few weeks back. So the staff is team teaching through the book of Proverbs. Tonight, we're going to see Solomon's thesis statement. We're going to behold Solomon's thesis statement in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 through 6 tonight. A A thesis statement is a positional claim that sets the tone for the rest of a presentation. It's normally a succinct statement that an author will either prove or disprove over the course of their project. It's primarily an academic term. It's common for masters and PhD students to complete a thesis or a, or a dissertation as the culmination of their study. These are often hundreds of pages long. Thousands and thousands of hours of preparation go into them. And so often, thesis statements or theses or dissertations revolve around very trivial topics or subjects. I once came across an article of a young woman who couldn't decide on a topic for her thesis. Everything she came up with didn't seem like something she wanted to pour thousands of hours of her life into. After talking with a few other students, she discovered that this was a frequent experience. So she began asking experienced students to summarize their thesis as succinctly as possible. And what she found confirmed her suspicions. Listen to these masters and doctorate students, how they re-summarized their thesis statements after the thousands and thousands of hours that went into their work. Remind you, this is some of the best that our society has to offer. One student in history wrote, one of the most Machiavellian people in history was Machiavelli. One student of philosophy wrote, chess playing computers do not think like people. Another student of philosophy said, numbers either exist or they don't. It depends on how you look at it. A student of English wrote, writing sonnets has very little to do with whether or not you're in love. Another student of ancient history wrote, all things considered, the ancient Romans had a pretty large army. (laughs) This one was my favorite. A student of psychology re-summarized their thesis statement as, some mice lick their right foot more, some mice lick their left foot more. It depends on the mouse. (laughs) Fortunately, Solomon has a much more interesting and helpful subject matter for us tonight and throughout this book. And the verses before us tonight, Solomon is going to give us his thesis statement. He's laying the groundwork. He's setting the tone for the rest of the book of Proverbs. Let's read it. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 through 6. Let's get a running start in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction. To discern the sayings of understanding. To receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion. 
A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. In those verses, Solomon delivered his purpose statement. Here is the purpose for which I am writing. Do you want to know why I am writing this book? It is so that, verse two, that you would know wisdom and instruction. I'm writing so that you would discern the sayings of understanding. I'm writing so that you would receive instruction in wise behavior. But within those statements are significant implications. Whenever someone tells you that you need something, The implication within that statement is that you lack what they have to offer. Solomon believes that we desperately need what he has to offer. The purpose for which Solomon was writing is something that we lack. I write to give you wisdom because you lack wisdom. I write to give you instruction because you desperately need instruction. That's how life works. We teach because of ignorance. We remind because of forgetfulness. We equip because of lack. It's because of the needs in in Rehoboam, Solomon's son, life that, that he perceives that he writes these verses. And we come to understand the burden with which he writes. This is Solomon's thesis statement. You are not as wise as you should be. You're not as wise as you should be. Well, what Solomon wants his son to admit is that truth. I am not as wise as I should be. This is fundamental to Solomon's life. And it's fundamental to the book of Proverbs. Solomon knew this about himself, that he was not as wise as he should be. He knew this about his son, Rehoboam. He knows this about all of humanity. A few weeks back in 1 Kings chapter three, Pastor Rick began this study by looking at Solomon's request for wisdom. God gives Solomon the the option to ask him for anything and Solomon asks God for wisdom. It's actually an incredibly wise decision. And the implication that was drawn from that is so fundamental. Solomon was wise enough to know that he is not wise enough. He knew that he wasn't as wise as he should be. And, And implanted within his purpose statement in verses two through six, we see that Solomon wants his son to come to the same conclusion. I'm not as wise as I should be. Solomon wants the reader, he wants us to recognize our need, our desperate need for wisdom and to respond with humility. So that is our goal tonight. Those are the people that the book of Proverbs is written for. Those who recognize their need and respond in humility. That is the exact opposite of the fool. The fool doesn't see his lack of wisdom. But the wise man 
is wise enough to know that he's not wise enough. It's only when we come to that conclusion that we are truly prepared for all that the book of Proverbs has to offer. So in pursuit of that goal tonight, as we break down these verses, we're gonna find four admissions, four admissions that will prepare you, that will prepare us for the book of Proverbs. Four admissions that will prepare you for the book of Proverbs. Admission number one, I need to know more. Admission number one that prepares us for the book of Proverbs is I need to know more. This is shown in verse two. Solomon writes, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding. Now, before we go any further, we need to take a second because we've just seen something in verse two that we're gonna see all throughout the book of Proverbs. And that's something called poetic parallelism. Poetic parallelism. What Solomon does in verse two and in verse three and in verse four and throughout most of the book of Proverbs is he uses a literary device called poetic parallelism. What that means is that Solomon often gives us two lines that reflect each other. They essentially say the same thing, but there's different synonyms and different terms that are put in that make it poetic literature. Solomon is communicating in a poetic way, and this is one of the ways that Hebrew poetry works. With the parallelism that we see in verse two, we see two lines that may look different, but as we look further into them, we come to understand that they're essentially communicating the same thing. To know wisdom and destruction, to discern the sayings of understanding. That's two ways of saying essentially the same thing with different nuances within each statement. We'll see this all through the book of Proverbs. Solomon will make statements like, wisdom will guard you, discernment will protect you. And there's value at looking at the nuances of what those words mean, but ultimately, it's a single statement meant to communicate a single truth. He'll say later in chapter one, wisdom shouts in the street, wisdom lifts her voice in the square. It's Hebrew poetry, poetic parallelism, two lines with different synonyms that essentially communicate the same truth. Well, the first example of that in the book of Proverbs is in this verse, in verse two, we see Solomon use this poetic parallelism to start to communicate this first admission that we must know more. He says to know wisdom. That word to know, it's a really broad term, to, to have knowledge of something, to be well acquainted with something, to know, it can be used so many different ways, to know something personally, to know someone intimately, to know someone casually. It's simply to have knowledge about something and it can be applied to all sorts of different scenarios. What's key here is that the opposite of knowing something would be to be ignorant. And that's ultimately what Solomon is attacking here. He's attacking our ignorance to lack knowledge, to not have a personal or intimate or casual knowledge of something is what Solomon is getting after. We are all ignorant. And by the way, that's, that's okay. We, we will never get away from that. The only one who is not ignorant is God and because one of his divine characteristics is that he is omniscient. It's human to not know everything. But it's wise to desire to grow in knowledge. Solomon says, you don't know enough to his son. 
And by implication, we can draw the same conclusion for ourselves. I don't know enough. Solomon says you need to know more. Now, in what regards does Solomon say that we need to grow in our knowledge? Well, Solomon says in verse two, you need to know wisdom. Now, we need to pull over the car for just a second and talk about that word wisdom because the rest of the book of Proverbs is going to center around that Hebrew word, chokmah, wisdom. It's, it's central to the book of Proverbs. It's central to the life of Solomon, and it's fundamental to our study tonight. You need to know wisdom. What is wisdom? I want to take a second and show you some of the ways that wisdom is used in Proverbs and beyond. It's an incredibly broad word. It applies to so many different scenarios, and that's kind of the point. Let me give you some examples. Wisdom is used to mean intellectual knowledge, decision-making, effectively embroidering garments, skilled at working with furniture, good at sculpting metal, effective in battle, It describes believers and unbelievers, wise kings who did not serve Yahweh, moral choices, critical thinking, legal judgments, and many more nuances of those examples. It's incredibly broad. So so probably ask the question, okay, it can mean so many, it can be applied to so many different situations. What is Solomon talking about here? And I don't think that it would be wise to point out any one of those in particular that Solomon is referencing. Maybe said a better way, he's he's referring to all of those and more. It would be helpful for us to try to understand what wisdom means, knowing that it can be applied in so many different situations. It kind of its lowest common denominator. What does the word mean? This is a good working definition of wisdom. Wisdom is the knowledge of the right course of action in any given situation. Wisdom is the knowledge of the right course of action in any given situation. Wisdom does not necessarily mean having all the answers. Wisdom means knowing what to do. And so scripture uses wisdom in in terms of woodworking. You know what it means to be wise in woodworking? It means when you have wood before you, you know what to do with it. I'm not wise in woodwork. I I, I don't know the right woods to choose. I don't know how to shape them. I, I, I mess up woodwork. But sculpting metal, someone may be wise in woodwork and yet not in sculpting metal. It means that when metal is before you, you know what to do. You know how to work with it. Wisdom is the knowledge of the right course of action in any given situation. This is the beauty of the word. Its it's application knows no limit. Wisdom is applicable to every situation. It's applicable to every possible dimension of life. From matters of life and death to matters of furniture. From from battle plans to wedding plans. It applies to the young and the old. It applies to men and women. It applies to leaders and followers, to kings and to commoners. 
Wisdom helps us choose our clothing. Wisdom helps us choose our college. Its application knows no limits, which is why Solomon can say, you need to know more wisdom. You don't know as much as you should know in regards to wisdom. I need to know more. It's essential that we ask this question, are are we aware? Are we aware of our ignorance? Solomon begins this book by wanting the reader to be aware of their lack of wisdom. We live in a world that is completely unaware of their ignorance, preaches the exact opposite message. I was on Twitter a few days ago and saw a, a, a hashtag, something that was, that was trending, um, called Wednesday Wisdom. And I, I'd never seen this before, but it popped up this week. It was a God-given illustration. Wednesday Wisdom is something that uh, over the course of the day, 100,000 people wrote something about. Caught it early in the morning and checked it again later that night, and over 100,000 people had written something that they declared to be their wisdom for Wednesday. And apparently, every Wednesday, people just dispense more wisdom. It's a dangerous game, but it, it, shows, it shows that we don't know enough wisdom. I want to read you some of the wisdom that I discovered on Twitter. Believe in yourself and keep positive vibes. Uh, So many of these revolved around motivating yourself. One writer wrote, it's always darkest just before the dawn. Which is such a frustrating statement to me because it's not even remotely true. (laughs) It's not darkest right before dawn. It's darkest complete opposite of dawn but that's not encouraging. All dreams come true. This is weird. All dreams come true. It's just up to you to decide whether they're real or imaginary. I have no idea what that means, but it's Wednesday wisdom. Uh, Are you alone? The sun is alone too, but it still shines. This one I can get on board with. Drink coffee, then conquer the universe. Our younger generation dominates Twitter, so so many sounded like this. Get that paper and stay lit, fam. (laughs) Which most of you have no idea what that means. So let me translate. That means make money and be cool. This one, this one was my favorite. Life is short, eat Krispy Kremes. That is Wednesday, Wednesday wisdom. It goes to show that our culture has no idea what wisdom is. But more concerning than that, that that we see ourselves as fountains of wisdom. 100,000 people dispensing their wisdom to to the known universe, and and it drives home Solomon's point. We don't recognize our ignorance. We don't recognize our lack of wisdom. We think we already have it, and that is the mentality and the attitude of the fool. Solomon says, you need to know wisdom. You lack wisdom and you desperately, desperately need it. I scrolled for 10 minutes before I found anything from the book of Proverbs. 
Solomon says you don't know wisdom, not as you should. And he writes this book so that you could. Now that was a, a brief excursion into the word wisdom and it's so important that we, that we wrap our minds around this word because the rest of the book is going to revolve around it. What we're gonna see throughout the rest of this passage is that there's many different synonyms for wisdom that, that Solomon employs throughout the book and he's gonna do it here. Wisdom, instruction, discretion, discernment. So many different words that, that Solomon is going to employ. And remember, there's, there's poetic parallelism here. A lot, of them, a lot of them are driving home the same general concept of wisdom. But Solomon uses one almost immediately. He says, you need to not just know wisdom. Look back to verse two. You need to know wisdom and instruction. Instruction is information being passed from one person to another, often correction, teaching. Wisdom often comes to us in the form of instruction, of someone telling us how we should correct our lives, maybe even confronting us on something that we're doing wrong. Solomon says, you don't, you don't know enough of the instruction you've been given. You may have heard it, you don't know it. You need to know not just wisdom, but you need to know how you've been instructed. We're called to know what we have been instructed in, to know it, to, to remember it, to personalize it, to internalize it. How often do we fail in the category of knowing instruction? Not just to hear it, not for it to go in one ear and out another, but, but to really know it. We need to know wisdom and instruction. He continues to discern the sayings of understanding. To discern something means to understand it, to wrap your mind around something. If you can discern something, you can look to it and you can say, I get it. Solomon says we need to understand, we need to be able to wrap our minds around the sayings of understanding. The sayings of understanding is exactly what Solomon is writing right now. The book of Proverbs is, is, is sayings of understanding. It's most immediately this book. We're gonna come back to that a little bit at a later point. Understand that the sayings of understanding, the, the Proverbs, they do not make sense to the fool. They seem unnecessary, disconnected from reality, ambiguous. But Solomon looks to his son and he says, you need to understand these. You need to understand these so that you can apply them. Solomon's point is that we're ignorant. And, and, and there may be specific areas in which we're not ignorant. I don't know that he's talking specifically as much as he's talking generally. That, that we need to know more. Our attitude in life needs to be that, that, that we want, we desire to learn more. We need to know God more. We need to know our Bibles more. We need to know more of how we should conduct our lives. But it extends beyond that. The wisdom of Solomon was certainly not limited just to biblical knowledge. It extended to knowledge of the world and, and knowledge of, of trees and, and animals. Solomon was a lifelong learner. So one of the implications of his wisdom is that he never stopped learning. Husbands, know your wives more. Wives, know your husbands more. Parents, know your children more. 
No, no better principles of finances. No, no the political landscape. Whatever, admit your ignorance and embrace wisdom. Pursue knowledge. The first admission that prepares us for Proverbs is I need to know more. The second admission is found in verse three. The second admission that prepares us for Proverbs is I need to receive more instruction. I need to receive more instruction. Solomon writes in verse three, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity. I need to receive more instruction. We already saw that word instruction in the previous verse. It's information being passed from one person to another. It's, it's often correction. It's someone giving us guidance that takes us from the wrong path to the right path. So we could, we could very easily say that this could, be, this could take its form in confrontation. Now, Solomon said in the last verse, instruction is in our lives. We need to know it. But here in verse 3, he calls us to not just know it, but to receive it. We are to receive instruction, he says. He's already used that word instruction. The operative word here is that we should receive it. The word means to, to grasp it, to seize it, to accept it, to take it. When we are corrected, do we grasp for that correction? Do, do we take it? Do we need it? A desire for instruction does not come naturally to us. Any two-year-old child will prove that to you. Tell your child no, he'll pursue the opposite. He doesn't want to be told what to do. And that doesn't just leave as they get older, it just changes a little bit. Even in trivial matters, you may have tried to foolishly assemble Ikea furniture without the instructions. Well, puzzle. But three steps in and you're desperate for direction. When my wife and I were uh, driving uh, to Kansas City for the first time, we were uh, coming to visit the church and, and looking at a possible apartment and those kind of things. And uh, we, neither of us had smartphones at the time. And so uh, we were working a little bit from verbal direction and, and I'm incredibly, incredibly directionally challenged. We were looking for Mission Road Bible Church. We were driving south on I-35 and we saw an exit for Mission Road. If you know where that is, you know where this is going. I thought, it's gotta be here. So we turned, we turned took that exit on 35 on the Mission Road. Um, we're probably 20 minutes from Mission Road at that point, uh, but I'm working off verbal directions here and I just start weaving street in and street out uh, up by like Oklahoma Joe's up there looking for Mission Row Bible Church. Like it's gotta be on one of these corners and we're weaving and, we, and it doesn't take long before I'm desperate for instruction. Like wanted to figure it out, didn't need instruction, but didn't want to pull over and ask, well, fit, but, but become desperate for instruction. It's not wired in us to want instruction, but when we follow our own devices, we quickly learn that we desperately need it. Solomon asks us to come to that conclusion before we find ourselves in trouble. He says, know now that you need instruction and receive it, take it, grasp for it, seize it. Do you value instruction? 
Do you value correction in your life? You know how you know if you value it? You don't push it away. You welcome it. You learn from it. Is the attitude of your heart, correct me, instruct me, help me, give me knowledge, give me wisdom. I need it because I am not as wise as I should be. Solomon says you need to receive instruction. He gives us categories in which we specifically need instruction. Look at verse three. To receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity. He gives us four categories, and I think we'll see he's kind of looking at one comprehensive truth here. Wise behavior, making good decisions, informed decisions. Decisions that are in in accordance with wisdom. Not living like a fool. Are you willing to accept correction about your foolishness when you don't conduct yourself in wisdom? We need to receive correction, instruction in righteousness. That is living in accordance with God's standard. Are you willing to accept correction about sin in your life? Justice, acting in accordance with what is right, similar to righteousness, often manifests itself in in decision-making, in settling matters, to be corrected in justice. Equity, equity is a word that that implies being in a straight line. There's balance, there's, there's consistency. Are you morally different in different contexts? When you are, are you willing and in, in, in desiring to receive correction and instruction? I think all these could be combined to say, are you willing to be corrected for choices that do not reflect God's character? Do you desire correction and instruction when our lives do not reflect the character of God? That is the attitude of the wise man and the wise woman. I need to know more. I need to receive more instruction because I'm not as wise as I should be. It continues to teach a third admission that prepares us for the book of Proverbs. Third admission is I need to make better decisions. I need to make better decisions. Solomon continues in verse four to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. The next call that the book of Proverbs answers is that it gives prudence. It's an interesting word. It's gonna be used several times throughout this book. Prudence is to be cunning, to make plans, to be crafty. A prudent man is someone who is is calculating and effective. Now, those who need prudence, The ones who need to grow in this area are those who do not see life as it really is. Solomon says to give prudence to the naive. Those who do not rightly understand life, they don't see life as it really is. It's also translated simple-minded. They aren't making plans. They, They aren't calculating. Now, when we think of naive, 
we typically think of young people. And that's actually accurate in this text. Key in Solomon's mind are are young people who are not yet perceiving life as it actually is. Note, again, the poetic parallelism here where the naive is, is connected to the young. Look at verse four. To give prudence to the naive, to the young, knowledge and discretion. Solomon's mind is focused on those who are young, to those who lack experience, to the young. That's a term that doesn't just refer to children. It's a really broad term, actually. It's used in the Old Testament to refer to anyone from an infant all the way up until just before someone is married. This can refer to people who are upwards of 30 or 40 years old. Solomon says the young, those who who aren't married yet or or, 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 or have not yet experienced life and therefore aren't, aren't perceiving life as it really is, they need prudence. More than that, they, they need knowledge and they need discretion. If we're making bad decisions, the first thing we may lack is knowledge. We need knowledge. We've already talked about this. We have to have the knowledge necessary to make a wise decision. We have to know enough to make better decisions. All right, so this is back to that first point. We need to know more. Because the naive and the youth, they they make poor decisions. My my son eats dirt. (laughs) Which is a bad decision but it's because he doesn't know any better, I hope. (laughs) So so we teach him, we instruct him. You need the knowledge, you need the information so that you can make a better decision. But here's the thing, given the information, given the instruction that, that he shouldn't conduct himself in that way doesn't mean that he won't continue to do that. See, knowledge in and of itself isn't enough. And that's why Solomon continues, the youth need knowledge and discretion. They need to know how to apply that knowledge. There, there's the decision-making term. He needs knowledge and discretion, deciding what to say and what not to say, deciding what to do and what not to do. Prudence and discretion can be boiled down to making better decisions. Now you may hear that and think, the naive need knowledge and discernment. Amen. And I'm glad that I already have that figured out. But Solomon exposes any thinking along those lines in verse five. Lest you think that this only applies to the naive and to the youth, he says, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. You know what Solomon just said? The pursuit of wisdom never, ever stops. It's a lifelong journey. And this is exactly the point of Proverbs. The wise man says, I'm not as wise as I should be. The fool says, I have all the wisdom that I could ever need. The wise man is wise enough to know that he's not wise enough. You will never arrive. We never arrive at wisdom. 
And that's the point. Its application knows no limits. It has infinite implications. And so the mindset the Proverbs is trying to instill in his son, that mindset is never satisfied. It's a continual awareness that I need to know more and a continual awareness that I need to receive more instruction and a continual awareness that I need to make better decisions because we're all ignorant and we're all naive. We all make childish decisions. That brings us to a fourth admission, a fourth admission that prepares us for the book of Proverbs. It's found in verse six. The fourth admission is I need to understand this book. I need to understand the book of Proverbs. Solomon writes in verse six, to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. Again, the word understand, to comprehend something, to wrap your mind around something. Solomon says, son, you need to understand. You need to wrap your mind around a proverb. The Proverbs. Son, you you need to rightly understand the wisdom that I'm dispensing to you right now. You need to rightly understand this book. It's a wise saying. A figure, you need to rightly understand a a figure, he says. That's that's like an an elusive statement. It's, It's a little bit mysterious. It's certainly not according to the wisdom of man. And any fool who approaches Proverbs would see Proverbs as just that. It's elusive. It doesn't make sense. Solomon says, but you need to rightly understand it. You need to to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise, he says. The words of the wise are what's collected in this book. You also need to understand their riddles something that's hard to understand, something that's not readily apparent, something that's, that's counterintuitive. Solomon says, son, you need to understand the content that I'm giving you right now. And for us, we understand that to be the book of Proverbs. We need to understand this book. A fool looks at the book of Proverbs and says, I don't need that. Got this all figured out. I know what I'm doing. A wise man looks at this book and says, I am desperate to understand what that book is teaching. And I don't get it all. But the book is written so that I would. A book of, the book of Proverbs will help you in so many ways. It will help your relationship with God. It will help your relationship with friends, with unbelievers, with your spouse. Students, it'll help your relationship with your parents. It will guide you in appropriate behavior with members of the opposite gender. It will give you financial wisdom. It will help your work ethic. It will curb your pride. It will adjust your desires to learn. That's just to name a few because as we've already seen, there's infinite applications but we must, we must approach this book with humility. Knowing that we are not as wise as we should be, 
We'll never finish our pursuit of wisdom. But that doesn't mean that we can't be wise. We never finish our pursuit of godliness, but that doesn't mean we can't conduct our lives in a godly way. Step one in being a wise man or a wise woman is admitting our foolishness, our desperate need for wisdom. To admit, I need to know more. I need to receive more instruction. I need to make better decisions. I need to understand this book. There is lots for us to examine in our own lives in this passage. 